Coming up next, it's live from my office. If you're purchasing a new home, refinancing the one you're in, or securing a VA loan or reverse mortgage, do what I have done many times. I call Team Hochberg when it involves money in my house. Team Hochberg is your trusted local lender. Let me tell you about Liam. Liam is a trucker. He called for a free consultation because he was getting charged high closing costs by those rocket-loving lenders. Team Hochberg's loan officer, Johnny Hendrickson, explained the cost that Rocket Loving Lending charged him the last time he refinanced were ridiculous. Johnny then helped Liam lower his rate, pay off his debt, secure a full closing cost credit. Try to trace. You try to say that fast. And that lowered his payment almost $300 a month. So let's review. Rocket Loving Lending took Liam for a rocket ride, and not a good one, by charging him ridiculously high closing costs. Meanwhile, Team Hochberg, who doesn't own a rocket, helped secure Liam a lower rate. A full closing cost credit saved him over $3,500 a year. Well, that's good money. Listen, you live from my office listeners, Team Hochberg can help you avoid getting violated by lenders charging ridiculously high closing costs, but they can't do it if you don't call 855-56-DAVID or go to 56david.com, 855-563-2843 or 56david.com. And in these crazy interest rate times, it's more important than ever to call an expert, the expert, the only one I trust, David Ockberg and T. Ockberg at Lower.com, an equal housing lender, NMLS number 1124061. Christine Todd Whitman was on with us. Governor Whitman uh, was on with us uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. And we've efforted uh, Andrew Yang as well, Whitman and Yang, top of the forward party. Mm-hmm. Look, you know my sermon. I'll beat it into the ground. I'll continue to beat it into the ground. Far left, far right are the problem, not the solution. And real America is in the middle and wants things to get accomplished. That's where we're happy to welcome Joel Searby, National Political Director for the Forward Party to the Steve Cochran Show. Good morning, Joel. Hi, Joel. Good morning. Great to be on with you, Illinois native here, and uh, happy to be on with y'all. Where are you from? What part? Grew up in Bloomington Normal, went to school out in Elmhurst, and spent a lot of time in the city in my college years. So it's uh, great to be with y'all. You know, it's interesting, Joel, from your position, you understand this better than most, but you can't have one party rule. Uh, the Democrats have created many problems here in Illinois that have to be overcome. The Republicans have created many problems, for instance, in Texas that have to be overcome. You need a meeting of the minds and an understanding that half of the people might disagree with you, but that we're both going to get something if we do what's become the dirtiest word in Washington, compromise. I would assume that's at the core of the message for the forward party. Well, that's right, Steve. And we really believe that we need to build a new kind of party, not just another version of the same old broken parties. And where that starts is building a container that's big enough to hold folks that may have views from the center left or even the left and from, excuse me, from the center right or the right. Sure. So that they can be together in a, in a conversation and, and ultimately focus on getting, getting stuff done for the people. And Joel, um, you think now, obviously, it's time for a competitive third party to emerge. Who in what is the platform so far that you're running on? Or not you, but the party is, is basing itself building? on. Yeah. Yeah, building. Yeah, building. Sure, sure. And here well, in Illinois, too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, folks should keep in mind, first of all, that this is a 
a very new merger of three historic political organizations, uh, the Renew America Movement, Serve America Movement, and Forward Party, who come from those spectrums. And to in order to build a new political party, uh, that takes uh, not only time and resources, but importantly to this platform question, it takes gathering people who want to be a part of this party. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have anything that we stand for. We have some very clear values that we believe in. We believe in free people. And a, and a thriving democracy and a vibrant community. Those are core values that we hold and around which we can organize on, on key issues. And also, we, we firmly believe, and importantly, uh, the overall political reform movement. So that's things like open primaries, ranked choice voting, uh, changing the way redistricting is done with independent commissions so that some of the baked-in problems to the two-party system can be addressed. But ultimately, this is about local communities and state parties building out the the party as they see fit. Now, when we talk about getting to solutions, we gather folks together who believe in the vision and share the core values. We reject the far left extremes and the far right extremes. And we say, how can we come together around every important issue? But we need to understand that people have different views on immigration, on sexuality, on guns in every place in America. Chicago thinks differently than Lubbock, Texas, which thinks differently than Schenectady, New York. Mm -hmm. And we need a party that has the ability to have these conversations to, again, reject the extremes and figure out what's going to work for that particular problem in our community. Well, the to-do list is long. And when you have to come up with 50 state organizations, at least the way the model's always been done, and uh, 50 ways to grassroots this thing and build it into the viable third party that I would like to see. What comes first on a priority basis? And maybe you don't know the answer to this yet, but would you guys run a viable candidate in 2024? Or is the immediate future all about just trying to figure out how to fix these top 10 problems? Well, it's a great question, Steve. I'll answer it very directly because we do have a plan, which is we're targeting uh, 15 states this year that we want to have a party organized. And that's different in every single state. Some states you turn in a piece of paper and you're a minor party. Some states you got to have 50,000 signatures or more. In Illinois, we can organize as a party and will be organized as a party by the end of this year and begin to run candidates. Um, but in order to be, be considered a, a full party, you have to get a certain percentage of the statewide vote, uh, whether it's a governor's race or others. So there's a lot of steps that have to be taken. But we are focused on, at the same time, building this party while also running local, largely local candidates. We'll have some state legislative, but we really believe this gets built by running mayors and city council people and local elected officials. There's Foundation. over half a, half a million elected officials in this country. Anywhere between 50 and 70 percent of those seats go uncontested in a given election cycle. So the first thing we're going to do is just offer people a different choice uh, in in a lot of those local elections. And we're not building to run a presidential candidate in 2024. That's not the goal. Mm -hmm. We are building a viable, durable, credible party for America. All right. So if a viable candidate uh, of the third party flavor comes up, does that change the direction, because I don't need to tell you, Joel, we live in a we want solutions now society. And part of my concern is that you guys pull off the impossible, which is build the foundation of this thing and get it up and running fast enough to have another choice in 2024. Is that completely off the table? Well, I would say we have to keep options on the table because that's just the wise thing to do as you're building a new party. We'll have some assets in 2024. We'll have ballot access. We'll be an organized party in, in a lot of states by 2024. Um, but we just fundamentally believe that this is a long-term play. 
And so we want to build from the ground up. We're trying to find candidates all across the country who want to run, again, in those local offices. I think we'll be ready to, to take on whatever 2024 throws at us, uh, but we're not building this around the presidential race. I like the idea of uh, the long-term play because we know that, you know, United States of America is, is used to this two-party, um, you know, system. That Monopoly. Yeah. Oh, sorry, was that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and there's been other parties that have tried to, to make waves and be a part of it all. Um, where are we at right now? Well, I will tell you one of the most exciting things is that when we merged these three political organizations, which was hard enough by itself, but we became by by staffing and by budget at that moment the largest minor party in America. We we surpassed the budget and staffing of all the other minor parties the day we merged. And so we're already on a great path to be able to do this in a different way. We know that the data is out there. Anybody listening knows that people want something different. The system is so entrenched against these choices that people are really, really hungry for it. And the challenge has been a couple of things. One is is the systemic problems of the way the two-party system has built itself into power. The second one has been resources, honestly. And the third one really has been kind of a national rallying cry or a brand. And that's the thing that we really believe we can bring, resources and a national brand around which people can organize in a way that hasn't been done before, and also in a way that's not just centered on one personality or a very narrow set of views. So the Libertarian Party is, is quite prescriptive and very clear and narrow in the way it views its policies. Or you can think about the Unity Party, Ross Perot's party was really centered around Ross Perot. And and we're not doing either of those things. This is not a personality cult, and it's also not a narrow prescriptive uh, partisan solution. We really believe this is a new kind of party for America. And we should say that for those of the the folks who don't follow this as closely as maybe we all do, political organizations on the right and the left are set up in states to prevent a third party more often than not. Mm -hmm. So it's a hill to climb to get this done. Um, but I like the idea that 15 could be uh, finished by the end of the year, shortly after the midterms. Uh, please tell Mr. Yang and Mr. Jolly, we would like to have them on. We're making the effort. We haven't gotten far with your folks yet, so you can stress to them that Steve's not another one of those talk show crazies. He actually wants to have the conversation about this. Well, that's great, Steve. And we do have plans to be in Chicago. We've got a great leadership there. People can go to forwardtogether.org or forwardparty.com and sign up. You'll get connected with your Illinois state leaders who are tremendous. We've got a lot of Chicago folks already. Uh, and we would love to come see you in person and be on be the great. show, Steve. That'd be great. Thanks cool. for doing this. And uh, we'll say hi to all your homies here. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. There you go. Joel Searby, National Political Director of the Forward Party. They're going to need a lot of volunteers. And they're going to need, gonna need a lot of money. They're so going to need a so lot. So inclined, kick in. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. No. And, you know, I'd like it to move faster, but, yeah, you know, most people would if you believe, yeah. as I believe, that the country's on fire. I want to thank Cantini Golf Course once again. Cantini Golf, that's where I love to play. And Matt Tully, the head pro, sat down with me to give us a few lessons. Now, how do you do a lesson in a podcast, in an audio podcast? How is that good? I can't see it. I got to be able to see it. Got to be able to visualize it. The power of your mind in golf is key. It's crucial. I've been having a lot of problems with chipping. I used to be a really good chipper. Now, I'm a really bad chipper. And the head pro at Cantini, Matt Tuller, had some thoughts about this little part of the game which could really make your score a whole lot bigger. With the chip, we do see some people get uh, the shanks or the yips uh, with, with their wedge, right? So for me, the one thing that I kind of take a look at is making sure that the 
your weights on your front foot and that we're rotating through the shot. What we start to see is just like every shot, you got to remember there's rotation. And if we don't rotate through the shot, our hands just continue to lead through and we hit the ball with the leading edge or not leading edge, but the hosel, right? We get those hosel rockets. So to me, it's weight forward and just make sure that we continue to follow through with that swing and have that, uh, I'd like to say your belly button facing the target uh, in that little follow through. So it's a mini shot. That's all a chip or a pitch is. It's a mini shot, but it's not your wrists, your hands, your arms rotate through. I'm going to go try that as soon as we're done with this podcast. This live from my office, Cantini Golf, 630-260-8197, 630-260-8197, cantinigolf.com. I want to bring in somebody now uh, that I'm not going to name right? Um, at his request, and I fully respect that. This is someone who is a literal hero, a good Samaritan, and my pledge to you here on Show 50 is the same as it was on Show 1. We're going to try to bring you good news every day as opposed to all the bad news you hear everywhere. Uh, we have plenty of bad news to talk about, and we'll talk about what we have to talk about, but this is a good story, and I'd like to bring in um, my new friend, Good Samaritan. Good morning. I'll Good morning. You, I'll call you GS. Okay. <laughs> um, appreciate you being on. The backstory on this is we all are in situations in the public where maybe we have that little voice in our heads or a feeling that we sense something might be wrong. And should we step in? Pick it up from there and tell us what happened. Um, yeah, you need to go with your gut. Um, uh, morning of... Uh, August 24th, uh, Wednesday last week, I was walking a, a dog in um, early in the morning, about 7.15, and I just noticed uh, a car slowing down near me um, in the street, and um, a young man got out um, and approached a woman, and I just could tell immediately it was off. She was backing up, and I ran across the street immediately. I always carry a full can of bear spray with me, pepper spray, um, on my belt and I pulled it out and I was yelling at him as I crossed the street. He was like a deer in the headlights when I approached and he went back to the car trying to get in, um, to the back door. It was locked. And then he opened the front door. And at that moment I knew she was out of the line of fire and I wanted to try to keep these guys here for when the cops got there. So I, I unloaded the pepper spray on him and into the car um, unfortunately they got away um, and uh, the police are looking for them. And uh, I, I really commend the uh, CPD and the detectives. They've really been on top of this. So we, we will get these guys. Now there's two parts of the story that I love one that you did it, but secondarily is that you didn't stop at, yeah, you are getting out of here, get out of here. You knew the woman was okay. And you still mm-hmm. hit them with a pepper spray, which I mean, I don't care that they drove away. I have, I'm confident they're going to get caught. And I'm also confident that they still feel really sick from their eyes (laughs) being red and throwing up uh, from the pepper spray. So good on you for both of those. Um, You mentioned them. Uh, This was not just one person? No, there was um, one young man that was outside of the car and what appeared to be at least two more people in the car, if not another in the back. I could only see sort of bodies. Um, when he got in the car, it, it appeared that it, he was sitting on someone's lap in the front seat because uh, the, the back door was locked, I guess. I, it was bizarre. Yeah. Wow. And, so, and, I mean, but thank God for you for going over there to help her because in so many situations we see something happening. We don't act on it. And, and by the way, you put yourself in danger. Sure you do. Yeah. I, I, you didn't I, think I, of it. I, I, no, I was on autopilot. I, 
I run these scenarios through my head just because I'm out and about. And, um, you know, I kind of had a premonition that I was going to have to help somebody else out because I've fought off muggers that have tried to attack me. Mm. Um, and at the moment, I just, I acted, I went with my gut. Um, it's really hard to talk about a lot of times. And it's understandable. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I didn't think it was that big of a deal until I, um, I guess until it was all over and I talked to her and talked to her family. Uh, well, but, uh, look, dude, the, the trauma of that will stay with you for a while as well. Right. I mean, I'm sure she was unbelievably thankful for it. You were able to, con- and again, I don't want you to give up anything as part of the investigation, obviously, yeah. but she didn't know these people, and you could yeah. tell just by her body language that she was in trouble. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there was no doubt in my head. I mean, it was just, yeah, the way that she flinched and and tried to get away and him reaching for her, I could just tell. Yeah, these people didn't know each other. It was obvious. And, and imagine the nightmare. There's four, uh, presumably, dudes in the car, and they're dragging this woman to the car if he's not there. I know yeah. it. Or, or, and by the way, people do this all the time. They go, well, I got the plate number, and I called 911. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's great. That's great yeah. that you did that. But if you're and a grown man it. in that situation, yeah. I feel like you got to step in. And, man, I salute you for doing it. And you were right there. Thank you so much. Um, a lot of what ifs on whether I would have been there at that time. Um, my dog pulled me to the park instead of where we usually walk. How about that? There's a reason for How that. How about that? Oh, dogs know. They always know. Um, That's do. cool. They do know. That's right. Cool. Well, and the fact too that you're talking about it, and I, and it's fine that uh, you're a good Samaritan and you remain anonymous because this will inspire other people just to be vigilant, keep your eyes open, help others, do good. Yes. Yes, and that's absolutely why I'm trying to talk to people about it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, the hero label and all of that is fine, but um, yeah, we just all need to stop, you know, looking at our phones, take out our earbuds, amen, man, be prepared, watch, watch out for yourself and other people, and literally be mentally prepared to act, whatever it is you can do, and you got to play that through in your head, sort of like an athlete does, you sure, know, hitting mm-hmm. baseball, they play it in their head, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too, in talking about being prepared and running a worst case scenario in your head, I think everybody ought to do that in general when you're in a situation that could be dicey. You know, you're going out alone, maybe you're walking back to your car. What if? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with running the what, what if scenario. Yeah. And being on your phone talking to someone is not protecting you. Looking down at your phone is not protecting you. Having mace in your purse, if that's the case that you can't access, is not protecting you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you should you should get back to whatever your safe place is, assuming there's trouble until there's not. I, you might be saying, well, it's a terrible way to live. It no, is. it's the way to do it the right way. Well, and you have to be you have to know that right. there is a chance of anything. Exactly. And that's another reason I unloaded the pepper spray. I didn't know if they were love it. the door and start. Uh, I out. love it. I wonder what you would have done if you had a bat in your hands. That ah, would have been fantastic. <laughs> but that's why the pepper spray is even better. I had one hand, I was holding a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, that's a good dog owner. Didn't let go of the dog yeah, yeah. either. Uh, listen, uh, you're a good man. I appreciate you coming on and telling the story. And I totally respect you wanting to not throw your name out there and yeah. Have a bunch of attention that you don't want to be part of this because you want the story to be what you said. So let's all be smarter and let's all care a little more about what's going on around us. Thank you guys so much this morning. Have a blessed day. Right, Thank pal. you. You be too. Well. Love that guy. Wow. I love him too. Yeah. He just, he noticed, he knew when he went to help. And I always worry about that.
And you can tell how big his heart is, but how much he was touched by the whole yeah. thing. You know, he met yeah. the family, and you imagine that emotion. And we didn't have to have cameras there right. to go. Right. And then they met. Yeah. You know, it's their just moment. They met. Well, and two, to know, like, he could have just walked by and not helped yep. her. Yep. Yep. 100%. To know that there's people out there that will help you. That's the most important. Yep. And you go, well, what would I do in that situation? I'm here to tell you what right now. What would you do? You could outrun me. Mm-hmm. I got one bad knee. But if I catch you, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Coming up next, it's live from my office. Hi, this is Steve Cochran for David Hochberg, the title sponsor of Live from My Office and Team Hochberg. Right now, interest rates have come down a bit, but they're still high. Having said that, life happens. People are still going to need to buy homes. And when you buy homes, you're going to need a mortgage. And when you need a mortgage, who would you turn to? There's a million options and a ton of advertising and promotion. That advertising and promotion sometimes is less than honest. You know what you'll never get from Hochberg? Less than honest. Sometimes, I'd argue, he's too honest. But he actually wants to save you money. So even now, with these interest rates being what they are, if you have to do a mortgage, there's only one place I would call. The place I've recommended to my sister, to my son, and my daughter. The the place I've used and they've used. It is Team Hochberg, David Hochberg. They're the people to get it done. And by the way, if you're a company HR benefits manager, he's doing a new thing, an affinity program that it's it's free and it's it's another great way to incentivize future hires at a time when more people need uh, great uh, people to come to work for them. What are you offering them? This is a great benefit. Again, doesn't cost you a thing, and it's going to help your new employees get themselves mortgages and the best mortgage help from David Hochberg and Team Hochberg. So you HR benefit managers ask about it at 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com. Team Hochberg and David Hochberg, they're getting it done. 30 years plus on the airwaves. You have turned your dial to me. Now you're tuned into my podcast. It's live from my office, Steve. From Ithaca, New York, to Carolina South, W. Cochran, Steve. From Minneapolis, and then Chicago twice, top rated shows achieved. Sit back, relax, and now listen to my show. When or wherever you are, cause you're on the go. A-list celebs with some laughs and great info. Live from my office, the Steve Cochran Podcast Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. No better place to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Subscribe and like for free. So glad you're with me. It's live from my office, Steve. Thank you for listening to Live from My Office, a service of Monkey Run Productions. All rights reserved. The podcast is hosted by Steve Cochran, and it's mixed, edited, and produced by me, Ross Cochran. Steve is available for corporate speaking gigs. He would love to MC your event. And occasionally, he's funny. Thank you for listening. Head to CochranShow.com for more.